0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast Today on CookieCast it's the Football Podcast And uh, everybody's here, but uh, bad news I'm afraid it's, it's getting to that time of the season uh, I don't want to use anything that I might have used on uh, the NFL Podcast But uh, well, it's that time, season, it's coming to a close But we are still here. We're still talking football. We're still reviewing games. We're still predicting games and we're still talking news. So, you know, nothing's changed there. Before we get into it, quick favour from me. Uh, If you've got a couple of minutes spare, please do consider subscribing, uh, like, share, and comment. And if you do have a couple of minutes to spare, please do consider writing a review uh, because that's a big help to the podcast. Right, let's get going. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the football podcast.
1: Recording in progress.
0: Quick ball before they notice.
1: Uh, I' do not know, know what you mean Andrew and uh, hopefully they all know it's at all times welcome along everybody that's correct it is your uh, weekly fix of footballing nonsense uh, for, for one of the last times this uh, this season sadly as we're uh, we're winding down uh, as, as viewers slash listeners to the uh, to the NFL podcast will know um, Andy's favorite phrase of the seasons pretty much over is is uh, is ripe and ready to be used at this particular time of the season. Um, But yes, in the the short time that we have left on the season, we'll still try and bring you as much news and coverage as we possibly can. And what better place to start than last week's games, which may or may not have just finished. Not to date the podcast at any point, but yes.
0: So... It's been an interesting old time. There's 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 going to be ups, there's going to be some downs, and there's going to be some crushing disappointment. But for one man, and I'm not saying it's Stuart Woodman, so, but Hull City went up against Reading. Go on, tell us about it.
2: Well, you know, just the casual 3 0 home win. Like, whenever I said that on the podcast this season so far, uh, probably never. So, yeah, 3 0 to Hull. And we had uh, a goal for Keen Lewis Potter on 40 minutes, Alfie Jones on 53. And then, just right at the death, in the fourth minute of injury time, KLP again so we had a double there, but um, interestingly, yeah, we did win 3-0. Anyone want to guess how many shots on target we had? Three. That's right, so all of them went in. Uh, Reading, scored no goals, had four, so, you know, suck it. Um, it's pretty pretty even game from what I've seen. Um, it's kind of surprising that Redding didn't give it more of a go though based on they needed to win to guarantee safety. Although results elsewhere that day kind of sorted out for them in, in, in you know, in essence anyway. But yeah, I was surprised really. Um and just just for Paul, I will answer the question now before he even asks it, they were back in the home kit and they won at home. So haha. Uh,
0: ha ha ha, ha. <laughs> so yeah that was it I I don't want to be that guy I did have to double check that I was looking at the right point of time I was like three?
2: yeah three? E- everybody connected with the club that wasn't in the ground I had to double check that result I think so I wouldn't worry
0: so uh, no, no, yeah, like I say don't no want to be that guy uh, however one member of the podcast definitely saw three goals in this game. Technically four, but we won't discuss that. Uh, Paul, points on the board. Not as many points as we would have liked, but it's still points. One point for you, sir, because you predicted a whole win. Stu, up to his old tricks, did not predict his team to win. Did predict them to draw. Luckily, Claw's one back by predicting... KLP to get a goal Matt You were that close You were that close to that two points Because you well, like, I It's 3-1, it's absolutely a 3-1 So somebody did Have foresight To think three goals um, Weirdly that is where your scoring Ends Which Again I had to double check But you didn't get the goal scorers. So just a point there for you. Um, I had hold down to win. And. Lowest part to score. A couple of cheeky little points there. For this man. Speaking of. Matt. Peterborough United. Versus. Nottingham Forest. Matt. Anything to say about this?
3: Well. so. T- <clears throat> Forest came out with a one nil win to kind of get things a bit back on track um from previous weeks um the finish was really nice so um I, I don't know if you covered it last week but obviously in the space of two games Forrest went from having three strikers to having just the one um with Keenan Davis not looking like a be well if well if we end up in the playoffs, um which is the minimum now. Um he will be back for the playoffs. Uh Lewis Graben also sixty goal a season, <clears throat> thirteen goal a season. Um Lewis Graben is um, is also out for the next two games. Um so yeah we're left with Sam Surridge up front. Um and he's kind of stepped up to the mark with a nice nice header, like redirected the cross into the far corner gave the Peterborough fans a bit of, you know, you know what, as, as he's turned away to celebrate. But apparently, uh, Peterborough gave Forrest a good match because obviously they were trying to avoid relegation. Um, I hadn't realised up until kind of recently, Grant McCann almost took two teams down this season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, I was like, when, when he came out, I was like, ah, that's the guy who holds that. I he did a terrible job at two clubs this year. Uh... I I'd, I'd say he did a terrible
2: club, ter- terrible. There. a terrible job at one club. I think. Uh, bear in mind, look at look at the last results he had for us before he'd been. I know, there. I know. Kind
3: of, you know, but kind of being snarky. But um, but yeah, so came out with the win, which is the kind of thing that you need at uh, this time of the season, particularly against a club away from home, fighting for for, fighting for their survival kind of thing. So kind of a bit, one of, one of those kind of things where we get the win, also relegated them, which doesn't always feel particularly nice. And I think there was a kind of bit of a sombre kind of thing from Forest. like when, when you saw the reports afterwards, like the interviews and stuff, it wasn't quite all like top thumping and full of that kind of thing. It was a little bit kind of sombre, feeling bad that they'd kind of relegated another team. But
0: yeah, So, here's how the scoring lines up for this one. Paul, you were close, so you got a point, uh, but you had Forrest down to win a little heavier. Uh, you didn't get the goal scorer, so that's where your scoring ends. Stu, added you down for a draw, and you didn't get the goal scorer, so unfortunately, no points there. Uh, Matt threw out another 3 uh, 1. So just a point for the Forest win. Uh, pulling back another point, though, by having the goal scorer in amongst it. Um, I also had Forest down to win. I didn't get the goal scorer. So just one point there. Can we skip this one? Cause there's nothing exciting happening in this game nothing nothing to really talk about it was just just one of them just we can just move on real quick we don't, we don't need to discuss anything about this game do we let's just just move on no any any takers no anyone no okay Swansea city versus middlesbrough hall.
1: This well, this this was one of those strange games of football where apparently they only played for forty five minutes. Oh no, sorry, it's because the first half was probably the worst forty five minutes of recorded football in history. Um, every everywhere that I was checking, obviously this obviously it was in it was in Wales, so didn't fancy that. You know, twelve hour long round trip or however long it would have taken me. Um, Sounded like the first half was absolutely appalling. No chances, no like poise, no control, nothing like that. And then after half-time, the game just exploded into life. Um, Middlesbrough opened the scoring on, I think it was 46 minutes. Um, the goal was a first in Borough Colours for Riley McGree. Although, after after watching it back, huge deflection that takes out of the way of the keeper. Um, and... Middlesbrough were then on the attack to score a second and put the game to bed uh, when Swansea broke and uh, about 8 seconds later they had the ball in the Borough net for an equaliser and Michael Oberfemi was the guy who scored the equalising goal for Swansea and that's where the scoring ended even though with about 90 seconds to go, Swansea had a break where they had a, a ball into the box and the guy had a clean edit and just edited straight wide terrible miss should have, should have put the game to bed. It's 1-2-1, but missed it. And uh, Borough lived to fight another day. So yes, a 1-1 draw at the Liberty Stadium.
0: So, what's interesting about this game is uh, only one of us had Middlesbrough down to win. This guy. And uh, I did not get the goal scorer. So no points for me. Um, everyone else had a 1-1 draw. Everybody else gets two points. Matt, Stu, two points is enough for you guys. That's where your scoring ends. So let's move on, shall we? Every now and then something happens... Where when you're predicting something, sometimes, I don't know, if you look at some people's run on the wrestling podcast, let's say, sometimes you get what's known as a clean sweep. That's where somebody gets the correct score and both of the correct goal scorers. Paul Williams, congratulations on what could be this season's first clean sweep. Honestly, did not even remember that
1: I'd
3: picked McGree to score. That is I outrageous. Never,
0: I'd never even heard of him until the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: was sat there thinking, no one's picked him. Who on earth would pick him? Yeah. Honestly. I knew I knew <sighs> I'd picked all Femi to score for, for
1: Swansea. I'm now pissed off because it's now that case of if I'd have put the bet on that, I'd probably you know it'd have been I oh, just set your own odds mate I could have got whatever I wanted for that so, uh,
0: yeah. so obviously there was a conversation off air about this one maybe at the time the game was going on and I was like quick I must run and check what's going on here <laughs> and I responded with uh, hopefully the score changes at some point because somebody's on for a clean sweep at this point in time
1: so when you said that through I thought you were talking about all the games as a whole I didn't realise you were just talking about the Borough game
0: no, it was in fact just that game in question I see So, three games done Let's go to the scoreboard And find out how People's weeks are going There's a bit of There's a bit of a gap Myself and Stuart Woodmancy Are bringing up the rear With three points each Then it jumps To Matthew Moore territory out Out in front Five points But thanks to his Four points in one game Paul Williams Is winning the week With six Can Anybody catch him More importantly can anybody take him Down To still win the week How do you want to play it Do you want to get on with the rest of these scores Do you want to move over to some sort of news do you want to build the tension? Now nah, I reckon we should
1: just let's, let's just let's just finish off the predictions from last week, shall we? Let's just get them done, get them out the way. And it's a clean slate to sort of you know move into
0: like you know the news and next week's predictions. Lovely stuff. Fulham went up against Nottingham Forest. Matt
3: again for the second time in three days three days Forest won 1-0 the goal this time scrappy I think is how they call it it was a scrappy goal by podcast favourite Philip Zinkanagel yeah I kind of watched it and thought ooh he's got a bit lucky to get away with that one and then it would turn out that uh, Fulham lost their shit about it at some point Um <laughs> just a bit I, I don't know it's one of them ones where I couldn't see anything anything obviously wrong with the goal but it just looked like one of them where you're like something doesn't seem quite right about that normally it would get dragged back for some kind of random reason um I I didn't watch it but from kind of the reports from Stuart and Paul watching it it was quite a fair game Forrest kind of were in it quite a bit but them came back into it. Um kind of listening to it what listening to kinda of commentary on T V and stuff like that, they you know it was kinda of like seemed end to end. But yeah, surprised I you know, well, obviously from my prediction last week, surprised um and obviously Fulham still haven't clinched the but well, they've promoted but not clinched the champions thing just yet. But uh, but yeah, yeah, a, a kind of surprising result that yeah, has lifted Forrest to
0: third. So, Matt's saying that there was something that didn't feel quite right about this game. You should have uh, you should have given me a call, Matt. I could have told you. Paul, Fulham to win. No Nottingham Forest goal scorers predicted. Stu, Fulham to win. No Nottingham Forest goal scorers predicted. Matthew, Fulham to win one nottingham forest goal scorer predicted but not the right one but if there's one man that thinks definitely putting forest down to win this one and then there's a certain combination of goal scorers that he goes for every single time that's right knowing forest to win didn't get didn't get the correct score with Zincaneagle to score one of the goals two points to Mr Cook so we're down to the last game of the week oh let's do this Middlesbrough versus Cardiff City Paul
1: um yes after the draw on Saturday against Swansea this was must win well I say must win it was it was a must win to keep their slim hopes of the playoffs intact shall we say um and they duly obliged uh Cardiff not not really got anything left to play for they're safe they can't make it in the playoffs um and they started the game well enough, but just sort of crumbled a bit, and then just went a bit to sleep. Um, first goal was scored by um, everyone's favourite band or botherer, Marcus Tabanier, uh, with what was a, a very very decent strike. Actually, picked the ball up in around the middle of the park, uh, carried it forward a couple of uh, couple of yards, and then just unleashed unleashed hell in the bottom left hand corner. Uh, Poor from the goalkeeper, really. He got he got a hand on it, but um, wasn't able to stop it from going in the back of the net. And the second, for his second deflected goal within the space of four days or five days, I suppose, Riley McGree, Aussie goal machine. What can we say? He's going to be—he's the new Matt Crooks. He's going to score in every game between now and the end of the season, so which is true, actually because he's in the team because Crooks is suspended. So. Yeah. That must be some sort of statistic that he's managed to have no shots on target in the last two games, but actually <laughs> still... <laughs> two goals, yeah. <laughs> you know, but by the way, when you were talking earlier about the fact that Hullard won three nil with three shots on target, I can beat that. Borough once won a game at three nil with two, two shots on target. target. <laughs> Brilliant. So that's a little that's a little teaser for the uh, for the audience to try and work out how that would be the case. Answers on the postcard and we'll reveal the answer next week. If I can remember that, I put it as a, as a task. But yes, 2 0 win, and they're now two points outside the playoffs with two games remaining.
0: Paul, you had Middlesbrough down to win. Points on the board. Brings it back from the previous game to uh, pull out further into the lead. Stew. Couldn't even get the technicality points because you predicted a 0-0 draw
2: Matt Paul himself will tell me that they had you I'm sure but we'll see
0: Matt you also had Middlesbrough down to win unfortunately that is for you where your scoring ends no goal scorers And Middlesbrough were down to win. Two 0 I, I had Tavernier to score one of those two goals. Here it comes. Stu and I'm gonna could have got to have got a
1: limb and say you didn't have him agree as as we discovered five minutes ago. Never a good he never so. heard of the
0: man. <laughs> you. Unfortunately, as you as you know, uh, you're, you're bringing up the rear this week with three. Um, there's a change because Matt you are in third place just managing to get one more point uh, for six points to finish the week. Paul, you are in second place with seven. Because in the last two games, I managed to get five points, Oh <laughs> and I took the lead with it. It's
1: the it's the equivalent of having one of your players in fantasy score a hat trick and still not win the week. Got a clean sweep once. What's 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 the what's the what's the sitch?
0: Do you know on? Do you know something? I'd considered giving you an extra point for a clean sweep, which if I was a gentleman, I'd probably still do. But it would no. only then end up in a draw. And we'd have to fight to the death with uh, I don't know feather dusters or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so obviously this just means that next with next season, sorry, I, I, the the change to the uh, the predictions is that if a if a clean sweep is is in, is indeed obtained, then an additional bonus point will be given to whomever it was that got said clean sweep. People
2: who get clean sweeps don't need any more points than they've already accumulated. That is just rude. Cal- cal- calm down there, last place. And, just and we've already discussed. Right, to... Just because you've scored more points in one game than I scored in five,
3: <laughs> don't worry about it. You don't need any extra points. It's fine. And we've already discussed draws in the past when we talked about the NFL and the fancy kind of things there. We don't like draws. You know, this, this is a definitive thing. Andy wins. Once again, proving that we know nothing about football and Andy knows everything. So. <laughs>
1: seriously so Andy's and Andy's the embodiment of like when, when we're at uni I always maintain that the sort of the girls that we live with should be putting bets on the football because they wouldn't overthink stuff they would just basically go in and just go ding 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 and then just win but
0: earlier, yeah, earlier today well, I was I was preparing for my uh, end of season quiz uh, I was like so this is the one that's got the round ball yeah I think, I think I'm good I think I'm good to go <laughs> Uh, for for any any new listeners, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Paul and uh, uh, James Panas had a theory that uh, doing a season of uh, of a, of a football podcast by the end of it, I should be able to answer a, uh, a primary school level football quiz. Um, I don't think we should test that theory. <laughs> Unless the answer is uh, Johnson and Zinconagel for us to win (laughs) 2-0, I don't think I'm going to be winning anything. So, that right there is the week done and dusted. So, you've got a choice. I'll let you make the decision. You're the boss.
1: So, what what I would suggest is we might as well do the predictions for the next week and then that will roll us nicely into the remaining game slash games for our teams in question. Obviously, for Hull, not a lot to play for. They're safe, but obviously, you know, the higher the league they finish, the more money they'll get for league placing and things like that. Whereas for Borough and Forest, there's still a lot to play for.
0: Indeed. Definitely not for Forest. So... As I was reliably informed earlier in the week, four games to play this week. We're starting with the... a tale of two cities, one of them being Bristol, the other one being Hull. Stew, I think by now we know how this one works, you will pick last. Let's mix things up. Paul Williams. Bristol City. Hull City.
1: Hmm. Let's go for... A 2-2 draw.
0: Nice. Scorers.
1: I think there'll be a, a solo effort from everyone's favourite, you know, Coldplay singer, Chris Martin. Uh, and Andreas Vyman. <laughs> Look at his old face. Um, and then for Hull, um, he got two last week, so just give him one this week, called Keen Lewis Potter. Okay. And... Oh, that's a name I've not seen before. Let's have a go for Regan Slater.
2: Might as well put the
1: ref down to score. Who, I'm sure, is he is he youth, is he Academy
2: or He's just not had a decent decent run in the team I don't think this year. He's I think I, I get I think he's been sort of plagued with injury is how they put it. So I don't think he's had a a successive run. He's been alright when we've seen him but like Yeah, dunno stick the Lano down for an assist and then...
0: Matt
3: I have also gone for a draw but just a 1-1 draw going to have a beachy kind of booking your booking your flights all those cliches that come this time of year getting ready my, in the queue at Manchester What him Flip flops instead of boots. Yeah, yeah. Getting working out how they can queue for less time at Manchester Airport when they when they're trying to get them get their plane out of there, all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, they've got one eye on the queue at Manchester Airport. They're going to be there for twelve hours. Uh, all that nonsense that's going on at the moment. Um, so yeah, one each. Uh, I've also gone for Vyman. and just you know, just to get all the mans in. I'm going to go for Honeyman because he hasn't scored for a while.
0: you kind of gone with my thinking there, Matt, because I've gone with a uh, Hull City win, just a 1-0. I went with the other man, the long man. Long man. Stu, how's your team playing this week?
2: Well, firstly, I'm going to put this out there now, and we'll come to it again next week. But if the amount of times that Matt has predicted George Honeyman to score... And he hasn't scored for a number of games now. If he doesn't score this week, he's nailed on to score in the final game of the season. And uh, regular listeners, and by Matt's face, may be able to uh, guess who who we might be playing. So, in this particular game, however, I have gone for half of Paul's prediction. In that uh, Hull will be clearly on the lash. And therefore, Bristol City will win two 0 with Viman uh, and a shot at the speed of sound from
1: Chris Martin.
0: Lovely stuff.
1: We covered we covered the we covered the uh, the, the music gag, but that's a great solo effort. What are you, what are you doing? Come on, you can, you can have you can have more than one joke per podcast. What, it what, 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 he had to rush what, blood what, to the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, the, the thing is now, though, Andy's that just sat just going. I, I absolutely, have got no idea got of nothing. any Coldplay songs. <laughs> <I can laughs> <as> a joke. <laughs> come Next to the wrong new podcast, Some might, some might say he's stuck three, at square two, one. So.
0: <sighs> that was uh, that was embarrassing. Middlesbrough versus Stoke City, the City of Stoke. Let's see, who am I going to pick on? Stu. Um,
2: it, I've got a one-one draw out of them last week. I'll get a one-one draw out of them this week. So um, I've gone for what more to score? And he better do because he was cack tonight. Um, and then I, I am unsure if this is Madger or Maya for Stoke, but I'm assuming they're not trying to make America jammy again. But that is the uh, that is the spelling.
0: I like what you've been putting down last year. Well, a little bit. i went a little bit different with my prediction. Um, I've got Middlesbrough down to win. Just about. 2-1 to Middlesbrough. Uh, I've also gone with Watmore. Uh, I've thrown Balligan out because uh, I felt like he was having a bit of a run and then it's gone quiet, so it's about time. Uh, And I I went with Campbell. And then I was like, is he still there? And now Paul's going to tell me he's not.
1: Just from listening to a podcast the other week, he might be injured. Let me just have a quick look and see if he was in that squad earlier in the week.
0: While that's going on, Matt, why don't you give me yours?
3: Well, I'm busy um, giving it the old uh, Googling uh, thingy as well, because um, I've gone with a um, because Stoke have been making a bit of a habit of pissing on people's playoff parades recently, so I've gone for a two-one Stoke win.
0: Um, okay.
3: Balligan for Borough and Brown and Campbell for Stoke.
0: Paul, can you I... confirm or deny? Uh.
3: I don't know
1: if he was injured but he came back in the last game Because he came on in the 95th minute so Lovely He's obviously fit enough to be on the bench So he's he's perfectly legitimate as an answer
0: Speaking of answers What is your answer for this game?
1: I'm going to have to give my uh, my guess Or my, my guess My prediction in hope Rather than expectation Because what else have we got at this time of the season um, So I'll go for a slender 1-0 home win Yes. Again to keep the playoff hopes alive. I love it. Um could, I, could, I, could I have to go for McGree by a deflection that I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be the way. He'll probably he'll probably like he'll probably be in the right back slot covering and he'll clear one up, upfield that'll just take a wicked bounce or something and go over the keeper's head. A gusty day at <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
0: Wonderful stuff. Nottingham Forest versus Swansea City. I was going to do a thing about how uh, all the teams this week are playing a city. But, uh, you know. So, anybody want to guess what I put down for this? 2-0. 2-0. <laughs>
3: Zincknagel and, uh, and Johnson. Hey,
0: <laughs> next, uh, Paul. Oh, Porus 2 Swansea. Uh, Johnson, Zincknagel.
2: Love it. Stick me, stick me down
1: for the Sims.
0: Uh, I love it. I'm starting a trend. I'm gonna get a T-shirt. We're uh, gonna get a T-shirt printed up.
1: So I, I wasn't like paying attention there and was like, Hang on a second. Why has he picked a guy to score who's not even in that game? Was definitely looking at the wrong fucking game. <laughs> Which I'm going to have to change my last ones now after the information Matt revealed before. so
0: Paul, what have you got for this then?
1: Uh, doo, doo, doo,
0: doo, doo. 2 0, two was that? John,
1: 1 0, Forest. Love it. Swansea look like they're a bit of a spoiler team at the minute, so I think they'll just sort of like go to like try and kill the game, just sort of. Plus, it's Cooper's ex ex boys in it, so they'll probably want to not necessarily give him an easy ride, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I reckon Forest have just about enough to break him down. Fuck it, I've, I've hated him all season, so let's go for a yet goal, just a really, just a really sort of like you know, grind
3: it, grind my gears some more. Matt. Well, as 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 listeners listeners all know, and you, gents, will know. Every time the optimism kind of pops out, then the pessimism washes over, and you know, with 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 the, with the prospect of joy, my the, the the pessimism of twenty years of absolute dog shit from Forest has has returned to niggle at me. So I've gone for a one-all draw. Because so I just think Swansea have just. They score goals. I think that's the thing that worries me. They score goals. Um, So I've gone 1-0. Johnson and Perot.
0: Lovely stuff. Now then. At this point in time we've got another game to predict. But. Due to uh, technological advancements. Going in reverse. It's probably a good idea. To. To. To build the tension for what that prediction might be. Take a small break. Come back fresh. Refreshed. To predict that game. Get straight onto the news. And put a lovely bow on it. So we'll be back momentarily. Be right back.
1: Recording in progress.
0: There you go. So. After a, a refreshment break. We've got AFC Bournemouth going up against Nottingham Forest for our last game of the week. Uh, I mean, I'm not even going to say what I've put down because I don't want to jinx it at this point. What if, I, what if I ruin it? So let's move on swiftly, and we'll just work out, work on the principle that my prediction is in the book. Stew.
2: Okay, so I have Bournemouth one, Nottingham Forest two, and for Bournemouth I have got Billing. And I've had to switch things up, as I said, for prior information. So I've gone for Johnson. And everybody's favourite house, Master Yates, to score.
0: Paul.
1: So this is the rearranged fixture that was... Cancelled because of storm. Get it on the view. It no, th- this values. is
2: a, when it, when all the stadium fell down, and then all of a sudden they couldn't have a team, and they were blatantly playing the system. Yeah, yeah. yeah so
1: this this is like I, I, you'd like to think that this is where karma finally catches up to tactical wizard Scotty Parker, um. but. <laughs> <sighs> from a from a neutral perspective and from a Sky Sports wanting to broadcast the game perspective, this could not have gone better. Really. Let's be honest. Um, a game that pits the two other automatic promotion hopefuls against each other. I know Huddersfield are in the mix as well, but um, it's it's really between these two for who gets the last place. Um Over the last five games, Bournemouth have done their best to throw it away. Um, I'm just having a look at their uh, their stats of the last five games. Uh, So they've had five games. They have, oh no, sorry, over the last six games, um, four draws, one of which came against Middlesbrough, a loss to West Brom, and they beat Coventry. I really, really, really want Forrest to win. But I think it will be a draw. I just think that the last two games in particular, Bournemouth has got scored, scored equalisers in the ninetieth minute plus. Not not only that, they were three nil down against Swansea, and then yeah, I mean, fair, fair play to him because it would have been easy for him to just just keeled over and just lost that game. But to battle back from three nil down, fair play to him to getting the point. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it'll be a 1-1 draw. Scores. I'll go for Solanke to score for Bournemouth. And uh, it's uh, it's everyone's favourite uh, podcast bingo moment. It's the curse of the old boy. I'll go for Sam Surridge to score for first.
0: Matt...
3: Um, I've gone for a two-all draw. Lovely stuff. I just twenty-three years it's been since Forrest were relegated from from the from the Premiership, and and obviously we've been down in League One. For two or three years i just I, I i just can't see it i can't see it and i can't build up my hopes for it so i just think the tactical wizard scott parker I mean, we take the piss continually i think he will set the team up to to draw they've got we've got the same goal difference they've got it, it, it i think he's just going to set the team up to draw to draw but as last night showed they concede goals um, so I've gone Solanke and Moore, because of course he fucking would, because he's got the same surname as me, um, and uh, Surridge and Yates for Forest.
0: Lovely stuff. That rounds out the week's predictions. We, uh, we're doing that now. So what's that? What's that over there? Looks very familiar. Looks like the end of the season.
3: If but if Forrest and Borough in the playoffs, playoffs. For a few lovely weeks of it. Yeah, but it's that situation where
1: Forest don't want to play Borough at any point in the playoffs because they'll lose. Arguably, like they're, they're sort of their main attacking threat. Well, not attacking threat, but you know their outlet, I suppose. But yeah,
3: but I suppose if yeah, well, I, yeah, I'm gonna say if. if. If it, if Forest didn't go up they probably would end up playing you
1: Uh yeah, I mean depending on how, we, how it sort of falls and stuff like that, if Borough Mice sneak in and Forrest are third, I mean like obviously if they don't if they don't go up Huddersfield could still sort of sneak third. He'll, yeah,
3: um, yeah. Be an interesting podcast into. week.
1: There'll
2: just be me and Andy with the popcorn yeah. and the other boxes whilst you guys <laughs> are like <laughs>
3: it's who has who has the bigger breakdown? That's going to be the thing. It's not going to be like going at each other kind of like... It's just be like, oh, God, can you remember when this happened? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll see you or whatever, and I'll raise you yo bill. <laughs> um, what, what, what'll happen is it'll
1: be the first recorded like, game in history where actually both teams do indeed lose
3: the game. They'll just <laughs> all collectively drop trow at, like, night. you know, the fifth minute of injury time and just collectively <laughs> shit themselves in the centre <laughs> circle. Like, literally, just uh, protest in the in all, all 11 players and the managers just center circle. Yep, but oh, yeah, it's it's both an ideal situation
1: and an absolute night. I mean, absolute nightmare scenario would be Forest Borough playoff final because I'd just absolutely hate that because I know I know exactly how it'll go, and Matt'll say the exact same thing but in reverse. <laughs>
0: Anybody else just seeing that now being brought to life in front of your very well, eyes? He said it. We're going to do it? like
3: live streaming, aren't
1: we? If we don't go, Borough <laughs> <Burra, Burra laughs> has to get in the playoffs first. At least Forest have actually got a playoff spot nailed on. For Borough, I still think it's an outside shot. But
3: I,
2: um, I, I don't, I don't want to jinx this, and I'm really sorry, Matt, If you think it brings bad stuff, I still think Forest will, will sneak it. I don't think they'll be in the playoffs. I think they'll just
3: go up. The only thing the only thing I can go with is and this is like and this is when I'm like, Oh god, don't do it is that hopefully the, the, the players that that absolutely crap the bed um at the end of not last season, the season before, where they should have been in the playoffs, whatever went on against Stoke in that last game of the season happened. the ones that were playing in that game hopefully they've learned this and that are still at you know, Worrell Warrell had an absolute meltdown in that game and the derby game before. And hopefully the rest of the players that aren't that have played really well this season weren't part of the team then. But I don't know. I don't know. The run the run ins the runs are what they are but you, know, you could talk yourself into Swansea this and Swansea that, but they've had a decent few run runner games and the way they have played. Um and Bournemouth's running is more difficult than Forest's. But mm-hmm. you know, um, just just <laughs> that, just that added that added
2: wrinkle though of um, the fact that they've had to play each other now as well is just like that to me that I think after that game midweek so by this time next week when we're on, I think we'll know by that point. Like to me, if, if Forrest win that game, like we we might as well go on to then spoil it, but like the, the Forest's last game is then against Hull. Um saying about our our last games. we have Bristol City this weekend, as we've discussed. The highest Hull can finish is one place further up the league table, which if they manage that Will be by going higher than Bristol City as it stands. So Hull, Hull genuinely have one place to play for. Are they going to give a crap? No, because all of every single member of that team, um, unless they are George Winnieman, possibly KLP, and very few others, don't have that much chance of staying. I don't think next year, um, unless they've got a really long contract already, and it'll cost too much to pay off. Because the owners clearly have for, for Hull already have one eye on, um, you know, the shopping bag. So I just I can't I, I can't see Hull doing anything against Forest last game at all at all. So if, the, if if Hull are going to give it a go, it's going to be Bristol this week and. If then Forrest manage to pick up that result against Bournemouth, I, I can't. I just can't see it
1: going a different way at the moment. Question, the question becomes: If Forrest do get the results that they like, that we all hope they will, does does Matt take a trip through to uh, you know Humberside? A week, a week on Saturday. Unless unless he's going to sit in the uh, home
2: end, no, because they have sold out their away allocation.
1: Yeah, I'm going to put it out there. If he does, he's not going to be the only Nottingham Forest fan in the Hull end. I would suggest that is also true. <laughs> I uh, annoyingly, I would I would definitely be there saying we all need to go to this game. But I am already in London that weekend. Well, um, the,
2: I saw on one of the forums earlier today. Should we really piss off the Forest fans by telling them that we're not even going to open the West Stand upper for that one? <laughs>
1: Well, you don't want to be in the west end. Stand- you not want to be the west upper. It's quite. It's quite far to get onto the pitch from the uh, the the second tier of the stand, isn't it? So. Uh, and you
2: definitely don't want to. Definitely don't want to jump and you know, like break anything. If, the,
3: if there is part of the stadium shut, sure, you can guarantee that Forest fans will go nuts about it. Because if there's one thing that Forest fans love to crow about is the away <laughs> support and how many people go to away games and how oh, we can fill your stadium. Kind of thing. Uh, so. what what they should do is they should adopt the Kilmarnock approach that
1: they did a couple of years ago when Celtic could win the league um, and apparently what they did was um, so even though it was Kilmarnock and were at home three of the four stands filled with Celtic sports Christ so and I think <laughs> I don't know for definite about this but I'm pretty sure the one stand that was left still wasn't full
2: See, if it was me, on badness, I'd go the other way. I'd be like, no, 500 tickets, that's a lot.
1: Give give them as little uh, an allocation as possible. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, I think the thing, like we've said before, the thing that's going in Forest's favour is the fact that Bournemouth's running has been horrific. I think every single one of their games from about seven out to play was all against teams in the top eight or something like that. So they've not had any easy games. I know they beat Coventry 3-0,
3: but... They've had a horrific run of fixtures to end the season. The thing for me, it's just the quality that they've got in that team because obviously they've got a lot. They they had decent players coming down, and then they spent money as well twice. You know, so when obviously like they bought keeper more on last night, he wasn't even starting. He just came on, scored two goals. You know, and just think like, right, okay, then we can't compete with that. Um unless somebody makes a miracle recovery in the next like week or two. Well not week, day day or two. <sighs> yeah, I don't
2: know. So he, so, so just, just throwing this out there though, so we're worrying about Kiefer Moore. Who who are they playing again? Swansea. He's he's gonna have had a bit of extra motivation for that game, surely, being the fact that he didn't go there from Cardiff this season. So the been being dick off them, the oh. second step foot on the pitch.
3: Is he Welsh? Is he? Well, no, he plays for Wales, but technically Welsh.
1: I think he's he's one of those he's one of those ones he's Welsh because he once had a family holiday there in like the nineteen nineties or something like, that. like rabbit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but, that, but that's what I mean. He, he, like, he, he you know what I mean? He came. He came from their main rival, didn't he? So the fans will have been going after him the second he lined up for the yeah. subs.
1: So. There you go, Kiefer Roberto Francisco Muir, born eighth of August nineteen ninety two in that lovely little Welsh, the lovely little Quaid Welsh village of Torquay, England.
2: <laughs> it's not far, it's just across the water, in it.
1: In you know Devon's south coast, um, I'm trying to see what is. It must be his parents or his grand.
3: I presume his parents are because that's a Roberto kind of thing. I presume it's like those Italian Welsh, like Joe and so, so
1: here we go. So according to Wikipedia, so obviously it could be a whole huge heap in part of bullshit More is eligible for the Wales national team through his paternal grandfather, who hailed from Fanroog the chinese football association however had tried to get contact with the hope to get more in the chinese team using his maternal great grandfather i didn't think they could take it that far i thought it had to be i thought his grandfather his grandparents. Grandfa- yeah. grandparents was the furthest they could take it because i mean if we if we're going to go that far back you might, you, know, you could just say that oh well everyone's eligible for everywhere because you know we're all god's children Et cetera, et cetera. I mean you, you could say that but absolutely please don't well yes um, so yes yeah, so I'd say from a from a perspective it's uh, it, it's arguably game of the season shall we say so fingers crossed let's just hope it goes in Forrest's favour um, outside of that the, um, the PFA not the PFA the championship team of the season was announced this week uh, I have it in front of me, or I did have it in front of me, and I've lost it somewhere. Um, so we had, I believe the goalkeeper was the keeper with the most clean sheets, which is Lee Nichols of Huddersfield. Um, there was basically I think four players in from hang on. So there are Four players in from Fulham, understandable. They're top. They're probably going to win. The, they're probably going to win the championship. And you're not telling me that Mitrovic wasn't the first name on that sheet. Why has he done anything special this season or something? Well,
3: just what? Just we championship What's season one him? Goal. Just one goal and then you know,
1: forty alongside it, just to sort of like. <coughs> so yes, we had one player in from. <laughs> Four from Fulham, Bushy. three from Bournemouth, and three from Nottingham Forest. You're going to read them out. So we had Lee Nichols in goal. We had. Uh, I don't care about the others, forest, the forest ones. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the three defenders were Tozan Adrabio, Liam Kelly, and Joe Worrell of Nottingham Forest. Then we had um, left back was Anthony Robinson. Right back was Middlesbrough's Jed Spence. If if we want to go for that, Uh, then we had a midfield pairing of Philip Billing from Bournemouth and Ryan Shithouse. Oh, there we go, Ryan Shithouse Yates from uh, from our our good friends at Nottingham Forest. And then the front three was uh, Harry Wilson, and behind the top scorers Dominic Solanke and, of course, the aforementioned Alexander Mitrovic. Who was named as the championship player of the season. Shock. And then controversial opinion, manager of the season was given to Nathan Jones. Granted, yes, he's got Luton into the playoffs with a very, very thin squad, a lot of injuries. But no one can say that Cooper's not done the best
3: job this season.
1: You know, just, well,
3: just, he- just as a little kind of golden kind of nugget for people who I mean, maybe you know, not for Derby fans. But watching Derby fans lose their stuff due to the fact that Rooney didn't... Boy, he did a great job. If we hadn't had the 21 points taken from us, we'd be this position. Yeah, but you did, didn't you? So, you know, kind of thing. But I I was surprised that Nathan Jones had won it. I know they, he's done a good job with not very much money and stuff like that. But the fact that Forrest were... Seven and oh to use the uh, American football terms when Steve Cooper took over, and they were rock bottom. Um, you know, it, it, to take them where they are now is—I don't know how that is not manager of the season.
1: It's crazy. I mean, if if they do end up sort of you know getting the points as well to get them over the line in second, I think they'll uh, they'll look back and think, yeah, I think we made a bit of a boob there.
2: Be it's, it, it's nice that he's got an award for his football and uh, managerial career because he was a ship wrestler. So,
1: you're welcome. Yeah, was, okay, I know that was really niche, but I couldn't resist. Um, that's that's kind of all I had from um news stuff, really. Um, because the
2: thing about the powers that be have decided that people shouldn't be naughty anymore so they've got
1: people to regulate, haven't they? Uh, yes, I've not seen much about this but yeah, an independent regulator is about to be appointed to look at football and say you need to do more about you know not being a naughty team Yeah,
2: it says, the government. this is from Sky Sports says the government has backed the key recommendations made by Tracy Crouch don't know if she's any relation in her fan-led review of men's football in England Reforms are to include the introduction of an independent regulator and greater powers for fans in the running of clubs. However, unsurprisingly, the Premier League not so keen on this. Hmm. Wonder why that might be. Newcastle. Um, so yeah. So we'll, well, that's it's good news if things are going to be a bit more open and effectively fair. But we'll see how far it goes because the bit I picked out of the article, uh, later down was that it says that an integrity test will also be introduced for all owners and executives. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't that been a thing or supposed to have been a thing for years now? Yeah.
3: Every, time well, they go, every time they take over, they've got to go through the fit and proper person's test. And you're like, yeah, that, that, that guy's got weird links to people in Russia. Mm. He's been the owner of Chelsea for 20 years. Also, the only thing he's now no longer the owner of Chelsea because people seized his assets because of who he associated with in Russia. Uh, all right, then. Um, the Saudi Arabian group have got a kind of you know a strange, strange history that S- people don't ske- a sketchy past, you might yeah. say. <laughs> Be
2: what you say, gentlemen. You never know where the next carrier bag's coming from.
0: Just about um, to say, uh, Cookie Cast does not spot the. Uh,
3: but yeah the uh, I'm just you know highlighting points that have been made by other people
2: in in the past, if, if this integrity test has not been a thing and it has been labeled as the fit and proper person's test, then the only way that some of those people have got by, if they've gone, yep, they're a real person, yes, they can stand up and walk to the other side of the room because they are fit and therefore a proper person. Welcome to the football club. And yes, they carry big
0: that is a bag massive
3: bag of cash.
0: Thanks.
2: <laughs> so yeah, that was that was. It, it it feels like quite an important thing that the government are sort of. For One of a better expression, sticking their oar in, but you know, for, at least for once, it's kind of rightly so. Um, but yeah, that was that was kind of all I I picked up really from this week. Because the the only other news is that the. The, the remaining relegations were obviously confirmed, weren't they, in the championship? So it's uh, it's bye bye Peterborough and uh, bye bye Barnsley as well. Ah, oh, never mind. I, I I have a real thing about Barnsley because we always yeah. Oakwell is one of them weird places where Hull play when if they need a result they get absolutely hammered, and if there's nothing to play for they'll win three 0 It like it, it's.
1: It, I, I hate that ground so much <laughs> it's a weird one because um, Borough have lost on several occasions at Barnsley sometimes very heavily I can remember a couple of 3-0s in my uh, at least in my time of supporting Borough I've been twice and Borough have won both times so I should probably sort of say that to the club and have some sort of standing agreement that every time they play that I just have to be given a ticket just for the, for the good of the club, more than anything else. Um, but yeah, um, Barnsley almost, sort of, inevitably almost to be replaced by Rotherham in their usual sort of season-on, season-off swap of divisions. to keep them Yorkshire, number of Yorkshire clubs at a certain level. Yeah, but from looking from a League One perspective, that's still kind of wide open. As they go into their their final day is this coming Saturday. Um, We're gonna pretty much up, although they can still be picked by both Rotherham and MK Dons. So if we're gonna lose heavily, Rotherham and MK Dons can both go up automatically. But it's looking like it's it's two from three for the automatic promotion, and then the playoffs is a bit more murky because it's basically. Sheffield Wednesday Sunderland it's basically Sheffield Wednesday Sunderland Plymouth and Wickham 3 from 4 depending on who wins what game that'll uh, that'll be interesting to see who comes up and uh, you know replaces Peterborough Derby and Barnsley for our games for next season
3: if we're still in the championship
0: any other business gentlemen
3: do you guys go through Eric Ten Hag being appointed Man United manager last week? That was. I think, I think, we covered it a
2: little bit, I think. It was, I don't think it was necessarily confirmed, but it was like all but, wasn't it, I think, this time last week. I was going to say, we talked about Forest's running games. I mentioned Hulls. Like, what's it looking like for
1: Borough in terms of... Well, obviously, they've got, they've, they had their game in hand with Cardiff tonight that they won. Mm-hmm. Um, they play Stoke At home on Saturday And they finish with a game Away at Preston Preston are up there As well at the moment that, but... They're mid-table Nothing to play for So you'd imagine that. They...
2: But they've, they've been Again they've been on A bit of a goal-scoring run
1: They got tonked On Monday night at home Though
2: Bye. I've just had a, a little look and the, the team that Borough obviously got to try and overtake is probably what? Chef United? Yep. Sheff United's last game
1: Fulham at home. Yeah. So ideal situation would be that Fulham don't win their next game but they'll probably, they'll probably have the they'll, have, they'll probably have already won the title anyway but the hope is that yeah Fulham won't just like give up and just go in like on the jollies in the last game of the season and they can get something at Sheffield United Sheffield United also got to play QPR this coming Friday so by the time that Saturday rolls round Borough will know whether a win will either get them into the playoffs or just keep them in touching distance to Sheffield United so mm.
2: we'll have to see what happens Because then presume, presumably then if they both do the same this, this coming week they just have to better the result on the final day
1: yeah, so obviously it's two points currently is the gap. Um, so yes, if they have matching results to come, uh, this coming weekend, they'll still be at two points. Ideal situation is obviously Sheffield United lose, Borough win, and then Borough have got that one-point cushion and they're sort of in the in the driving seat really to, to get in the last playoff spot. But it'll go to the last day. Well, it, I say that, it'll go to the last day unless Sheffield United win and Borough lose.
0: In which case, it's not dust. Exciting stuff. So there we go. <clears throat> another week of games gone, another week of games predicted, all the news in the bag. And that's that for this week. End of the season is looming. Matthew. I've got,
3: just very, very quickly, I've got a little funsies one um, Warsaw. <laughs> have just sold their naming rights to their ground to Poundland. So their, <laughs> their stadium is now the Poundland Bescott Stadium. Very, oh very apt, if you've ever been, which I have. It's definitely the Poundland of, of football stadiums. So, yeah, just, just, just that little note there for... Congratulations, Warsaw. You've now taken the mantle of the... Uh, Kit Kat Stadium or whatever Bootham present was. <laughs> now taken that, uh, you know, Sports Direct, St. James's at St. James's Park or whatever that, you know, it's now taken the new level of Poundland vescott Stadium.
1: Oh, I, I seem to remember back in the day when Leicester moved into their new stadium that apparently wasn't there a rumour during the rounds that they wanted to call it the Walker's Bowl
3: and then someone pointed out, you can't do that because everyone will just call it the Crisp Bowl I th- I think that was just a general kind of snort like a general kind of fans taking the piss kind of thing and it was a bit like the Colin Bell stand at Manchester City but this is this is real this is this is BBC news as the source um news.
1: There you go i mean i know i know it's money and it's all like gonna go in the club coffers but like what yeah what a whole well yeah but surely at some point like someone at the club just has to go "Ah, is there no way we can sort of put it on the back of the shirt or something like that it's just like oh come on but uh, just yeah the
3: tin pot springs to mind sadly Devastated when their when their shirts aren't a pound when you go to the club shop, or just in or, or in Poundlands across the nation.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. That's that. That's a lovely lovely one to end on, right there. Thank you from me to these gentlemen uh, for taking myself and these lovely people through the sometimes. <clears throat> I was gonna I was gonna change it, but sometimes murky waters of the football world. Until next week, when that, that that horizon comes out a little bit closer, we will see you then. So thank you very much, gentlemen, and goodbye. So there you go, what do you think of that? Another one done, another week of games gone, another week of games to come, but not too many more, I'm afraid. <sighs> what will we do with our time? <sighs> Knitting, maybe. Before you go, do please consider like, share, subscribe and uh, comment. If you've got a spare moment, please do consider leaving a review. Also, you can check out our website, cookiecast.com. Over there we've got social media links and an email button for you to get in touch with us. So there we go, another football podcast done. Until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then.